Here we go, back with this week's pod. This is season three, episode 11. Just to summarise what we're talking about today, we've got never abuse a caddy. Never. Some brand new irons that look absolutely flush. Josh now actually hits it a long way. And Wee. the quickest way to double your money is not put it in some Forex. Nope. Is not put it on the stock exchange. Nope. Just play live golf. Correct. It's <laughs> going to be a jam-packed podcast. And we're also going to bring you some info on the groups for this week's WGC, which is actually very exciting. I quite enjoy watching well, it. A bit of match play. And you, it's, it, you know, it's 18 days till the Masters. Also, you say that. This is the last one of the last ever match plays. Yeah. Ever? Well, they're not, apparently not going to do it anymore. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. Well, make the most of it. But did you hear what I said? 18, 18 days till the Masters. I'll get excited when we're a week away. Do you know what the best thing is, right, about this year's Masters? The best thing... Lauren's away when you, when it's on. No, no, it's Lauren's birthday. <laughs> it's Lauren's birthday on the Monday. But um, it's Easter weekend. Oh, so it's bank holiday. So it's bank holiday on the Monday. So don't need to stay late, get up early for work, just chill out. It usually finishes about 11. No, it's been later. It has been later. Really? Yeah, yeah. But that's in 18 days' time. We will do a Masters podcast, as we always do. But first, let's start with chop of the week. I thought we were going to talk talk range session. Yeah, Josh hit a good um, chop of the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go range session. So we went to the range on Friday evening. Um, it's uh, becoming a bit of a reoccurrence, isn't it? Either we really love golf, or we've got nothing else better to do. Um, both, both. <laughs> um, so we went to the range session. Me, Josh, and Tom. Yes. Um, very good session, but we'll get down. To, Tom was very impressive. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, that that was just. It's just stupid. Like one eighty-five ball speed carrying it three ten, three fifteen. Looks easy as well. Oh, like I'm trying. I mean, he is tall. Got long levers. Yeah, he's not taller than me, is he? No, but he's a pro. I know he is, and it's still ridiculously impressive it is it is but let's get into your range session mate because this is the best i've ever seen you hit it i seem to have found a little bit of summer summer yeah i, like, I don't know what it is but you found no joking <laughs> <laughs> i like those... i just hope you can when we play next hopefully might be this sunday maybe the sunday after you can take it to the course well we have got night golf on wednesday you know what i forgot about that so if i can take it to night golf i should hopefully be able to take it to day night golf, golf five holes do we use your own clubs? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, mean, I hope so. Yeah, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, these little fixes with driver seem to really, really worked. Um, less miss hits, more strikes out the middle, averaging ball speed between like 165, 175. Normally, around, been around, well, I'm thinking it was around 170, wasn't it? Just long, powerful, feel great. <laughs> feel great. Can't lie. So and if you want to, if you want to do that, make sure you get booked to me about so like golf. Twenty twenty four. Just going for his tour card. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, but yeah. no. To be fair, mate, it was very impressive. Like me and Tom were a bit knackered by the end of the session, and Josh was like, "Yeah, go on, I hit more. Go on, I hit five more. I hit more. more. I hit more." And I'm going to say this right now. It wasn't like you just hitting it hard; it was going all over the place. It was what you'd say within a fairway. Yeah, yeah, I was hitting it really, really nice. Um, I've a bit, my back's a little bit sore, not gonna lie. Well, we went to the gym Sunday morning, yeah. and it's like because I, I, I walked in just a little bit after him, and <laughs> he's there stretching. Saturday was. Yeah, he's Saturday. there stretching before we start. I'm like, why is you, Oh, my back's a bit tender. That's no wonder. Tender. Yeah, about forty-five drives yesterday, <laughs> full out. But no, it's good. It's good. I'm, I am enjoying it. Um, obviously, golf's always more enjoyable when you play well. So. Hopefully, like you said, I can take it to the golf course and we'll see. I think we play Wednesday. I play next Tuesday. Is that in... Um, networking. networking. So play at the Mere. So it's a nice course to hit long drives on. Well, it's, it is a course that rewards you for long drives. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've heard about Josh's game. Let's yeah. congratulate him. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause, round of applause. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice talk, caddies. Oh, now I bet this really winds you up. Yeah, well, this came on. This came on. If you don't, those that don't know, those that are new to the podcast, Alex used to caddy on the European Tour. Don't you? Got it in there. Yes. There's no sarcasm in that at all. <laughs> not even going to bite. Not even going to rise to it. Um, so there was a story that emerged on Sunday. Uh, sorry, on Sunday morning, but happened on Saturday. Yeah. So it all hit the papers Sunday morning. Um, it was round three of the Valsh Bar with Matt Wallace and his caddy. Now, basically, to summarise the story, he, Matt Wallace bogeyed 17, he then hit it a little bit left off 18, found it, and his ball ended up on the cart path. Now, there was then a discussion with him and his caddy whether he should basically play off the cart path or not. 
Anyway, he made the decision to hit off the cart path, hit it short of the green, and then actually makes pot. But after he played his second shot, he's there, literally what looks like he's berating his caddy. Yeah. And you can... We, we don't know this for a fact. Obviously, if you say elephant juice and you lip read it, it looks like I love you. But you put two and two together here, it looks like he says shut the F up. Yeah. And the reason why this has really annoyed me is because, one, it's not the first time he's done it. No. In Munich, mm-hmm. um, probably three or four years ago, with his very, very well-respected caddy, Dave McNally, um, he did the same thing, like literally yeah. over him, berating him. Now, I, I looked at all the comments on uh, Twitter for this, and those are very mixed comments. Some people were commenting like, oh, take the bag off him, Matt, do it yourself, he doesn't deserve to be there. Others were like, Matt Wallace, you're a tool. Others were like, so disrespectful. It was literally, I kid you not, it was 50-50 between Matt and... Really? I'm surprised at that. And I think what they're basically saying is, the somebody was of why people are justifying that the caddy should be spoken to that way is because he's paid a lot of money. I don't care if he paid a lot of money no. or not. You've got to give him respect. Yeah, 100%. Like, the way we see it all the time, when caddy and player work best is when they're a team. And they it's like, look at Sheffield and his caddy. Hmm. They click off each other, their team. Matt Fitzpatrick and his caddy win won the US Open. Click off each other. Tiger Woods for so long had... What was the bloke called from New Zealand? He was the highest paid sportsman in, in New Zealand. I don't know what his name is. Steve. Mm. Madden. Go on. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Madden. You know what? It's What's really bad. I should know that. It's Steve. I can picture his face, but he... Yeah. Like, they were a team. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they work well together. You can't be doing that. Like, it, oh, I'm really disappointed myself. To be fair, this is a, a really good. I know I, I'm obviously make make the joke every time you, we talk about caddies. Steve Williams, that's Steve it. Williams. I obviously made. I paid sportsman New Zealand. He was. That's what I just said. Is there is there a parrot in it? <laughs> Put it on Google as a Google this second name. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a really good subject to talk to you about. And this is. I know I'm. I'm Make the joke. I don't feel like I want to go in this conversation. I feel like you're taking the piss. No, no, I'm not. I know I make the joke. <laughs> I know I make the joke about your caddy and for Tom and all that. But A, I know that Tom would never talk to you like that. And B, if anything ever did go wrong that was potentially your fault, how was it dealt with? Like, surely, obviously, I know Tom reasonably well. Um, so one thing I'd so say is he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that's going to say tell you to shut the fuck up. I was just a really good caddy and never got it wrong. Well, there you go. That's fair. <laughs> Matt, I'm not even saying a joke. That's fair enough, yeah. But one thing I'd say is, Matt has been unfortunate here. This goes on way more than you think. Oh, I bet it does, yeah. But players are clever. They'll do it in the locker room afterwards. They'll mm. do it out the way of prying eyes. Um, so to answer your question, I mean, there's obviously been scenarios where I felt like I did the wrong thing. And I probably, well, Tom would say I've never, I've given him one bad club and he'd both the same one that was in Ireland, 10th hole, par three, Irish open. I wanted, you wanted to sit nine, nine. I said, no, I want you to eight. End up on the back fringe, made par still. Like it wasn't Not wrong. Bad, but, ba- yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But, but point being like, he had a really good shot and it was long. So then if I've talked him into that club, then it's then my fault. You're like, Ugh. yeah, but I mean, this funny thing really is when I've made decisions like to pull a club sometimes, I'm over it going, please just be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please just be right. Like crossing everything, like, please be good, please be good. Because I, I assume that's like one of the rules is never pull a club till you've had the discussion. Yeah, so like, I mean, Tom's very fair. Like, he would own up. I mean, some players will never own up to them being in the wrong. No. But if Tom hit a bad shot, he'd be like, oh, no, that's me, that. Yeah. That wasn't you. That yeah, wasn't yeah. you, that was me. Um, but I guess it's very difficult because a lot of players are used to having caddies that are yes, man. And what I mean by that is guys that'll go won't tell them what club to hit they'll just agree with the player just yeah. be there just as a confidant whereas the best caddies in the world in my opinion if they think their decision is right they will stick to their guns yeah and clearly this caddy has tried to do that oh yeah like they're not a yes man and that's what i would say the best caddy but to answer your question how do you deal with it um you just gotta apologize i guess and just yeah and i guess like it's one of them you you're not as a caddy from on TV, it looks like oh, they're carrying the background, etc. etc. But you're not. You're not just there to carry no, the bag. Mate. You're there to do a job. You're there for yardages. You're there for advice. You're there to put an arm round when it's not going so well. You wear you're so many different do, hats within one yeah, round. Exactly. You're that's nutritionist. What I mean. Make sure the drink. Make sure yeah. you eat. So it's not. It's that's why I think it. It makes it even worse. What 
we've seemed to have seen because actually yes okay the player plays the shots the player wins the event but the player doesn't win the event without the caddy no I agree I agree but you look at the top players they don't really tend to change the caddy too much okay so I'll put in your perspective if your if your lacrosse coach talks to you like that what does he do Um, I'd well talk to him like that back probably exactly Unless I was in the wrong, do you know what I mean? Unless I'd done something really stupid and I'd go, yeah, my bad. But if I'm not, I'd yeah, be like... Yeah, but my point being here is that no one deserves to be spoken. No, it's not, because... Have you ever seen the, you ever seen the video of that um, football manager? Where he's like... Well, the worst one for it was... Uh, Neil Warnock was one for it. We've not seen the one of the guy where he's like... He said something like... Um, he offers two of them out you come and see me and you come and see me and bring your dinner because you'll need it after you finish. Yeah, like proper offers of Well, talking of that, I mean, yesterday, if you watched, did you watch Spur, uh, watch um, Fulham? Yeah. yeah. I mean, mid Mitrovic. Madness, mate. Mitrovic basically doing what Matt's done. Yeah. He didn't get red carded. Madness. But see, right. on a different note, Bruno should have been red carded a couple of weeks ago. Well, there you go. Anyway, different topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very much on the fence that a player should never talk to somebody like that. No. Because at the end and of the day, they're there to help you. As much as, yeah, you're paying them, and they're also there to help you win. 100%. But one thing I would say is, like, the way me and Tom dealt with it was, on the golf course, whatever was said was left on the course. Yeah, yeah. Because we roomed together. So we like, course is business, off course, mates, yeah. forget about it. And we, were, and, and we were pretty good at separating that, really. Yeah. Uh, even in terms of, like, not talking about golf. Off the golf course. Yeah, Unless you were sitting down to review X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah, but that would still be part of the, like, the, course, the working day. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think I think it's it's ridiculous. It, if I was his caddy and he spoke to me like that, I, next time he asked me something, I'd be like, "Make your own decision, mate." Well, apparently they did hug it out. Oh, really? Yeah, they hugged it out afterwards. Well, there you go. I think the worst one was the one in Munich. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, talk trash talk. So it was the Valspar Championship, as um, Alex mentioned. Mentioned. <laughs> Good words, Josh. Mentioned, <laughs> yes. and. Um, Taylor Moore came Jonathan out on top. Ross next to me. I know, yeah, yes. Jonathan Ross. Taylor Moore came out on top with his first win on the PJ Tour. Um, he won in a playoff against the most unfortunately named golfer in the game of golf, Adam Shank. Or Shank. Um, it's not the name you want to have, is it? No, it's not. not really the name you want to have in any Billy Walker life. Well, I mean, it's... Shank would be the only. Shank would be like a weapon. Well, yeah. Shank but is, it, it, is Shank in golf. It's Shank, isn't it? Really, I, I think it's hard to say Shank, but it just oh, sounds you've... close. Yeah. Oh, you've one of the one of the golfing journalists that Daniel Rappaport put it on his Twitter. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so Taylor Moore came on top, taking his first win. So that's that's obviously brilliant for him. Bit of um, exemption, car for next year, guaranteed things like that. So excellent. I'm going to be completely honest, and this I think this reflects perfectly on the conversations that we've had over the last three, four weeks about the PJ Tour and the changes. I only saw the updates on social media. I was not interested in watching it. How bad's that? Is that because the big players weren't playing? There you go. Because you, you're literally like, I mean, the words were that like you're creating two tours within one. Yeah. Because you, people are now like... For example, right, it's almost like you've got three, really, because you've got the majors, you've got the, the elevator, then you've got this. People will only now want to tune in to those. Elevator so you events. could create a situation, right, where the smaller events don't have as much sponsorship because the TV ratings are down. Yeah. People aren't watching it. Mm. And that's the thing, like, don't worry, I, I always keep up to date because obviously I know we do that we do the podcast. Um, I know, so I always keep up to date, but I didn't... So, like, the week before... I've watched the last two. The Arnold Palmer watched watched all day on Sunday, uh, watched all day on Sunday um, at the players and, and bits of Saturday, Friday Saturday. Um, but yeah, I, and I just I just think it's because there there isn't that draw. But I don't know. I did keep up to date. Like I said, so you, you saw the seventy one foot put that you Schenk purely did. didn't watch it because the big players weren't watching. Well, I just I didn't consciously have that thought, but I didn't go. Or I stick the golf on, watch the golf. If Rory and Sheffield were playing, would you watch it? 
I feel like there'd be more of a chance, yeah. So like this week, WGC, I'll watch it. So if Rory and Scheffler were playing but didn't make the weekend, would you not watch the weekend? Well, it depends. If it's the Masters, I'll watch it. No, no, just that event. I can't comment. I don't know. This I is the know. whole reason why they're trying to have no cut events. Of course it is. For that exact thing. Of course it is. Because you've not watched the golf this week, let's say a general statement, just because... And I don't think I'd be the, the only boys. one. No, no, no. The big boys haven't played. But then equally, that could happen when they don't perform, i.e. Rory, last week, missed the cut. Yeah. Um, well, week before, sorry, missed the cut. So you could have these scenarios where, yeah, I, I can see why I can see why the tour would want to have no cuts. Yeah. However, what I did see, and have you seen this, Adam Shank's putt. Oh, yeah. 71 foot putt. Now, just to put it in perspective, a yard is around three feet. It's a long way. The ball is rolling for a long time. So, think how many yards that is. A yard's about three feet. My maths is not that good, but it's a long way, mate. It's a long way. I'll tell you how many I've yards. seen the, the video. I thought it had frozen at one point. It was going on for that long. Honestly, if, like... The greens that we play on here... It's just short of 24 yards. Which is mad. The greens that we play on here... It's hard enough to make a putt like that. Never mind the greens. Mate, that they... the greens you play on the hair are hard. No, never mind the greens that they play on with undulate. Oh, okay, depending on where you play here. But I'm thinking as an amateur golfer, the greens that we play on here, it's hard enough to make a putt like that. The greens that they play on that are like ice, like like the players last week, the greens were ridiculous. The play, I'm sure they were the same this week. To make a putt that long is ridiculous. The one thing I would say, though, Go ahead. This is from a technical point of view. Oh, got a dead leg here. <laughs> Does the ball roll well, truer on their yes, greens? Yes, because, let's think about this logically, if you're not having to hit a putt so hard to cover the same distance, yeah. basically when you hit a putt, the harder you hit it, the more the ball will slightly lift off, skid, and then start rolling. So if you don't have to hit it as hard for the same distance, you're going to have less of that skid than roll. So what I'm saying is, it's probably easier to hold a longer put on better greens. Yeah. I know what you mean. Still impressive, though. Oh, I'm not batting it down. Do you reckon he was going... Do you reckon... He would have been buzzing within five feet, mate. I was going to say, he's going dustbin lid 25 yards. I mean, put it this way. If you had a chip from 25 yards and you hit it to five feet, you'd be buzzing. I'll be over the moon there and duffed it. (laughs) What, your put? No, a chip. You said I had a chip from five yards. I know, but you do duff your putts. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. hey, oh, we forgot to mention this. Go ahead. At the start of the range session, <laughs> Pete and your handicap. Oh, yeah, absolute liberty. <laughs> I think he was just saying it, to be fair. Yeah. Josh got told he was a 19 handicap. Yeah. I think he was just saying it. Yeah. I also, also in the same breath, was told that I was one of four pros. So, <laughs> yeah. It was a great conversation. <laughs> so, PJ Tour, let's summarise this, right? You're saying. And this is a big thing because we're going to talk about ratings in a second on live. Yes. So um, you're saying there is not the same poll because you're comparing that event to an elevator event. 100%. The big boys aren't playing in it. So the, the poll isn't there. It's like... It's like watching football. Okay, I, maybe not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big City fan. So I'll watch City regardless. But it's always better to watch City when De Bruyne, Haaland, etc. play. It's a terrible example. Than when the kids are playing. It is, of course it is. So it's a better product, isn't it? The better players play, it's a better product. So you could arguably arguably say that City versus Bayern Munich in the Champions League quarterfinal is more desirable to watch than Than City versus Burnley. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yes, okay, you have your diehards that I watch all the time. But when we talk about these ratings, I'd be really interested to see how the ratings differ from an elevator and a major to these events. I reckon, I'm going to say right now, but the elevator and a major are very, very similar. And then they drop off a cliff for these. Absolutely. Because if you're but thinking it's not talked that, about. No, but that's because I'm going to be really conspiracy theorist now. The media are all down the route of pushing the PJ Tour because that is more mainstream and not against like basically I guess the Saudi government 
So what you're saying, Alex, is that the media are controlling us. No, you said that. <laughs> but do you get my point? Yeah, no. That I we do just, I'm, all I'm saying is making a point here. We will get shown what they want to want us to see. Sounds like you're saying they're controlling. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, what I'm saying. No, is, I agree. I agree. Like I mean, you never, I mean, like you never see bad ratings about a PJ Tour event. No, we haven't done, have we? But when, you do. when technically. You now would be the time that we would see it in a comparison, but they never compare it. No, they haven't done yet. We've we've done we've done two compare. things about yeah. about ratings now on live, or we're going to once we've done this podcast, and we've never seen anything any comparison. Okay, let's get into live ratings because it doesn't look good for these. So, last or start of the season, they signed a big big deal with TV network CW Network. Yeah, it? which basically you can watch it on the app. Yes. Um, they couldn't. They tried to negotiate with NBC. Tried to negotiate with Fox Sports. Didn't get anything along the lines there. And maybe they were sort of seeing what it would be like and testing the water. Yeah, and I think the one thing I would say with this, and I've seen that a point was made. I don't know if it was Greg Norman that made the point or whether it was on the Live Instagram page. Whoever made the comment was, "You can watch Live for free on CW app or on the Live Golf app." If you don't have cable TV, you can't watch PJ Tour. So that was a point that was made, which I think is a very good point. However... So is his point basically if you pay for it, you're more likely to watch it, I guess? No, I think his point is Liv aren't expecting you to pay for it and you can watch it. But you've got to pay to watch PJ Tour. Yeah, but people are paying to watch it and they are watching it. That's better for everybody. Yeah, it is, but what the point he's trying to make he's is growing the game. you can get free golf. Right, okay. You can watch free golf with Mick For Wibbles. how long, though? Well, exactly. Okay, so what are the ratings? So the ratings are down from the 0.2%. So so this is based on a demographic of between 18 and 49 so basically, age group people that... in 33 markets across the world. So this is basically what you describe as either like our age, a bit older. Yeah. And I guess maybe... Similar to what, similar to sort of how you play, like maybe not a member, maybe thinking about joining a club, play a, like maybe like society, like you play on Tuesday. So you, we're not we're not talking like maybe thirty, forty year old member that's been at a club thirty, forty years. Well, I don't know. It doesn't. It just says between eighteen and forty nine year olds. Okay, that's the demographic. I'm that just trying to think of who would watch. I don't because obviously, yeah, there 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 will be people that say I'm not going to watch live, but I think this is just sort of. Your average person that watches golf mm. is between 18 and 49. Right, okay, so hit me the stats. So the first event, they had 0.2% of that demographic watching in those 33 markets. This is down, so this is the second event of the year, and it's down again to only 0.14% of the viewers in that key demographic. Which again... Is not a lot. Doesn't seem like a lot of people. So just but one thing this. I would say is, if I'm watching it through the Live Golf app mm. and not through the CW network, is that being picked up? Mate, I reckon it is because you have a Facebook account linked on your phone, you have your Apple account linked on your phone, or your Google. You put your age in. No, whether you put the right age in, I don't know. Josh oh. is forty nine in this. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. We we haven't got the information as to where this has come from. Has this just come from people watching it on the CW network? Has this come from? We we don't know. And that just to explain that is point. that not so? Our demographic only it was not point two percent of people were watching live golf. Yeah. Who watch who watch golf? I'm guessing. Yes. And does that mean the other side of that percentage are all watching PGA Tour? No. It means that the the. It means that the because you could be watching anything, you could not be watching telly. Okay. So it, it's just so they it, know, they know that in this demographic that they had point two percent. So so they they'll have a figure that is hundred thousand people. Say that hundred thousand people will equate to point two percent of the the wider number of people in that demographic over the okay. 33 market. So they managed to capture 0.14% of people's attention to go and watch Live Golf of yes. that age. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's shy. Seems low, doesn't it? But I don't know what's good is. That's the thing. and But that 
there. That there is the point that we were making before. We don't know what good is because they're not saying. And on the PJ tour, it was this because the media are controlling it. You are right, Alex. See? So it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, I think majors is different. It's never going to compete with a major viewing viewing stats. It's never going to compete with... Well, if we're going to treat the, the elevator events like majors, it's not going to compete. But I think my limited knowledge on it is it doesn't sound very good. But equally, it'd be interesting to see how many what the percentage was that watched the PGA Tour of that demographic. And maybe that's some research that we can do for next week. I think we have to. I think we'll we have can. a look at, try and dive a bit deeper and see if we can find the viewer ratings properly. And, and maybe rather than doing it as a percentage, do it as a figure if we can find it. Do you I know think, what I mean? I thought, I think we have to, but just to. Because right now, like, I'm just reading that and I'm thinking, oh, that is terrible. But you don't know. Okay, so here we go. I've just got something right here that PJ Championship TV ratings were through the roof, up 101%. Of the 18, so this was probably when Tiger was playing. With Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson and some of the... Yeah, I mean, that's it's not, not relevant. Okay. Right, well, we'll find out that, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you on that for next week's podcast. Yes. We'll do some. we'll do a bit of um, research on it and how we can try and find what the, the ratings were. I think we should try and compare those two events, the Valspar and the... The live golf event because because we, we the, that that's well it's a it's a, it sounds a run of the mill PGA Tour event isn't it so yeah we'll come back to you with that I want to put it into context whether that's a good bad because you know what it could be one percent could be the or a zero point eight percent could be the golden number so right okay we'll come back to you on that but live golf in other news four man playoff yes that was won. By Danny Lee. Now, the interesting thing is here, okay, before playing yesterday, Danny Lee's PGA Tour career earnings were about 3 million? 3.9 million. Okay, and what were they after uh, yesterday? His career earnings, well, he, well, he earned 4.5 million yesterday. Holy <laughs> hell. So he's in essence doubled his career earnings. So I told you you'd find out how to double your money. What you've got to do is you've got to be a really good golfer and play live. <laughs> like, so he's basically. This, this, for me, for someone like him, the decision to go to live is instantly like ratified, isn't it? Well, 100%. there you go. I've just doubled my career earnings. So he won individual and then his team won. I don't know if his team won, they might come second. But, but he picked up a big prize. He picked up another fa- 500 grand. So he got 4 million for winning and 500 grand for, for whatever his team did. That is an astonishing amount of money. It is. And again, it's instantly, he's like, well, there you go. Feet up for the year now. Well, I mean, all it does is it just solidifies position to play live next year if, if, you're, if you're a winner. Because I think does. you will start to see, by the way, people being thrown out, thrown in, thrown out, thrown well, in a lot more. You've already seen it. Cam, have we? Yeah. This year? Ollie Fisher was thrown out as well. So, very, very interesting to see. Very, but, but very brilliant interesting. Brilliant for him. Um, and, and does that reflect badly on the on the PJ Tour? Okay, yeah, we, we've spoke about. What context? In the context of the guy's doubled his career earnings in one weekend. He's played two events, sorry. In two events, he's doubled his career earnings. And he will have made... And that, that doesn't even include the money that he made in the first event. Well, yeah, it does, doesn't it? If you... If, well, this is what the PGA Tour will say. If you're only looking at money, not legacy, then yeah. But that's what everyone's here for, isn't it? You're there for money. You're here for money. Yeah, it's the job, paid. isn't it? In the, the day, yeah. you're, you're there. It's you're the there job. to do a job, and you're paid to do your job, and you pay. You're paid on your performance. So, the answer to that question is 100%. Then it looks terrible for the PGA Tour. The fact that one player can go and play two events and practically double his wage. Yeah, exactly. Like so, he's. Um, I'm just trying to say he had one win on the PGA Tour, Danny Lee. Yeah. Um. He's obviously now at Live Golf. One win on the PGA Tour, one win on the European Tour. Um, obviously, he's not won a major. Interestingly, though, he obviously won't be playing any of the majors. No. No, he won't, which is really interesting. He was born in 1990. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, I'm trying to see how long he was on the PGA Tour for, but it doesn't I say. I think it was very long. 
So 2009 was bid for PJ Tour status falls short. Um, he was on European Tour. He 2012 he entered the season with PJ Tour and European Tour cards. So about ten years. On and off, let's say. Yeah. Interesting. So to double that in one weekend. It's pretty, pretty good. I mean, pretty good. like I said before, like, it depends if it's money or... Okay, would you rather win that or the players? Because the money's the same. Well, the players. So, okay, there you go. Is it is it good then? Well, it's good for him. He can't win. He didn't win the players, did he? No. He won four and a half million at live. The point being, Scotty Scheffler won pretty, pretty much the same. He did. Four so, and a half million is four and a half million, though. Yes, what I'm saying is... If you're looking at it on a golf event, would you rather win the players or that? The players. So how does it harm the how does it harm the PJ Tour then? Because it it harms it in a different perspective because he didn't win the players. He won we, we won. I play. know he didn't win the players. So it harms it the fact that he's been on the PJ Tour for ten years and he's gone there, he's played two events and he's doubled his money. Fair enough. But Equally, I do agree with what you're saying. Would I rather win the players? Of course I would. But four and a half million is four and a half million. If I didn't win the players, but the next week went to live and won there, I've still got the same money as Scott Sheffer did, didn't I? No, but my point is... Okay, yeah. Well, I, I do just... understand your point because it, the the players are more prestigious event. It's an unofficial fifth major. Is someone in 10, 15 years' time going to remember the fact that Danny, Danny Lee won a live golf event or is someone in 10, 10 15 years time going to remember that Scottish Sheffield won the players I do not want to speculate on where live might be in 10 15 years time my friend because guess what it could go the other way you never know okay where do you think it's going to be then where would you I say? don't know I don't know it might not even be here as Freddie Couple said it might not even survive and it doesn't care either way personally I think if it survives it'll be good for golf because it'll make the PJ Tour do things that they are now doing. I think if it doesn't survive I would love to see what's going to happen to the likes of DJ Brooks. Where are they going to play golf? They'll be allowed back I'm telling you. Well not if Matt Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick has anything to do with it. Well, Okay Josh one thing I want to bring up here is these events that Tiger is running. Oh okay. The indoor events. Oh that's not even on the list. I know but I just think let's bring it up quickly. Go ahead. So, what is it? You know a little bit more than me about this. TGL. Yeah. So, TGL, I don't know what it stands for. We don't know what it stands for yet. But it is basically an indoor league which is going to be played in an arena, which is a mix of, I my understanding is, hitting into a screen for your longer shots mm. and then chipping from around to a, to a green in the middle and putting... And interestingly, is that event going to be at the same event that the PGA Tour is? So I'm going to say, like, staying around the corner. Don't know. Surely they're going to have to, because a lot of players arrive Monday to Tuesday. Okay, put this in perspective. Say you got it in Arizona. Yes. Um, well, and then you got your other event in California. Mm. It's a bit, of a bit of a drive. It is a bit of a drive, or it's a short plane ride. These guys are getting paid enough. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I think they'll do it where it becomes part of the whole PJ Tour offering. So Maybe. if you're a fan and you want to go and watch, this is what I think they should do. If you're yeah. a fan you want to go and watch, you can go and watch Monday Night Golf, um, TGL. Yep. Go and then watch maybe a practice on a Tuesday, practice on a Wednesday, and then go and watch the proper golf. Yeah, and do you know what? I, and this may, may be an unpopular opinion. I think that this could be the downfall for the PJ Tour. Why? That sounds very controversial, I know, but... By the way, guys, um, if you are listening to this podcast, don't forget to follow us on uh, YouTube as well because we're going to do an actual video on this, yes. on yes. how we think this could be the downfall of the PGA Tour. We're just sort of covering it now, sort of um, briefly, but yeah. Go on, Josh. The reason why I think it could be is because at the minute... With a with a PJ Tour event, four days, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to watch. Live Golf have changed that up a bit with the shotgun starts. You you only are watching it for four or five hours a day as opposed to eight, um, and maybe more sometimes. It's they're doing three day events, so it's shorter watch time again. It, it's keeping people engrossed in it. Mm. Now I know that I've already said previously that. 
with the bigger events, I will sit and watch it. So I'm not going to contradict myself because I will, I will still sit and watch. Well, them. the one thing I'd say though, Josh, but this is going to be over and done with in hours. Mm. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be seemingly fun. Yeah. In I, I can see it. I, I don't know if this is going to be the case. I can see players being mic'd up. Oh, I, I hope can, so. Exactly. So I can see players being mic'd up. There'll be a. Uh, entertainment element of it as opposed to it being sport i don't think it'd be that much but do you know what i mean i think i think it could damage the pga tour purely because from a ratings perspective i agree like well i'll just watch that on monday because it's rory list the players and i'll read a few of them here but i agree with you mate because the fastest growing form of golf is range golf now this is the best comparison but for tour players for us to see them on a range on a virtual range yeah. virtual course like we go and play virtual golf and it is the most relatable thing I think where um, you can sort of be like oh okay that's pretty cool um, okay so these are the players like literally Tiger Woods Rory McIlroy Thomas Rahm Morikawa Adam Scott Fitzpatrick Homer Horschel Rose Scheffler Fowler wow more players coming yeah. soon so what I'm guessing is you might have little team events, you might have little challenges, oh, yeah. nearest yeah. to pin, longest drive. I think this is going to be right thing you said here, Josh. This is done by Rory and Tiger, yeah. but actually could be one, the, the the most harming thing to the ratings of the PGA Tour simply because it is captivating that 18 to 30 audience that are a casual golfer that are not really bothered about watching long form. For example, look at cricket. The long form of the game is for the purists. This shouts out to me is the the hundreds, of course the twenty twenty. Hundred percent. That's exactly. That is. Do you know what? That is a brilliant comparison. That's exactly what it is. Mic drop. I know. But we're not. I don't think we're going to any more of that. No. Let's leave that for the video. So yeah, head over to Bat Nine Films. Um, we're going to be filming that this week. So that will be up next week on Bat Nine. The debate about TGL and how this could be the end. The uh, not the end or da severely damage the yeah. ratings a bit. Yeah. John, that's a bit, bit, bit clickbait there. Bit clickbait the word. end of the PJ Tour. Boom. <laughs> that, that will be the title. Um, right, let's talk Garcia. Yeah. Because uh, on the same note, this video went out the Friday last week. We spoke about what Freddie Couples said. And there's a lot of about reviews Mickelson. about how how people liked um, what Freddie was saying. About yeah, that. about Mickelson and about um, um, Garcia as well, mm -hmm. calling him a clown. Now, Garcia is sort of clapped back a little bit yeah. on this. So he called Mickelson a nutbag yep. and Garcia a clown yes. and sort of went off on one about not naming Smith, but saying like, sort of referred to him. Yeah. But the, the quotes are funny. So go on, Josh. Hit us with some of the quotes that uh, Garcia's come back so with. So Garcia's come back and said... There's a few things really. He's, he's commented on the uh, on the PJ Tour as a whole, saying, "I'm not going to lie. I'm happy about what's happening on the PJ Tour because I have a lot of friends there, and they deserve to get everything that they're getting. And I'm happy for them the same way that that they're happy that I'm here and doing what we're doing. Now, that is obviously in response to Freddie Couples' views on 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 the PJ Tour, and that's the way the, it should have been list. dealt with from the start." Yeah. You do you, or we'll, we'll do, do we, us. us. And that, that's what Freddie was saying. Yeah, but also, um, and I've lost the the thing here, but Garcia also sort of commented on what what Freddie said in, in, in a sense of, like, not hurt by it, but upset, like, why, like, why is he saying yeah. that? Yeah, like, no, basically along the lines of, you've got your life, I've got my life. Yeah. And just leave it like that. Exactly, why why that are you getting it. involved? Yeah. Why, why, why are we commenting on that kind of thing? You do you, I'll do me. Equally, though, what Freddie Cole said, I think, was brilliant. <laughs> I wish I was there. Just stand up. It's like, oh. like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And this it leads on nicely to, obviously, we've got Masters coming up. We said it's 18 days away. I would love, 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 love to be a fly on the wall Luckily. at that Masters dinner. Locker room masters dinner. I mean, in that in that in that masters dinner, you're gonna have DJ live player. You're gonna have Louis Oosthuizen live player. player. Sergio Garcia, Charles Schwartzel, Charles Schwartzel, Phil Mickelson. Mickelson. Oh, in the other side of the table, Rory won't be invited. Sorry, mate. <laughs> you got well. It's Sheffler's. Yeah, no, but Rory's not invited, is he? He's not won it. Well, Rory's not. No, but you got Sheffler, Sheffler Woods, Woods, um, Spieth, Spieth. I'm assuming it's Freddie Couples, won it. 
Yeah. I hope he has. He has, he has, he has, he has. He has. Freddie Couples, Spieth. I wonder if, I wonder if that they will be a bit frosty. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd love to be a fan of all. Obviously, Jack Nicholas will be in there. Jack will be frosty. Jack will be a bit like, what are you doing? Why are you playing Liv? Or I just could see just... it be like that. Or it could just be like, higher. You right? Do you know what I mean? It's so, so high school I could School imagine that playground though. crap in it. Like it'd just be like a professional hello. Because because of the, it, the it is because, co- especially with some of them because of the way they've spoke about each other. Yeah. I guess yeah. Very couples call them a clown. It's gone personal, <laughs> hasn't it? A little bit. Or will it be like Okay, put it this way. United City Derby. They're all horrible to each other in the game. Outside the ropes. They probably get another beer. Yeah, but that's that's a new era thing. You look at the back of the days where it was like Roy Keane and like Roy Keane said it himself. Like, what are they on? Why are they all hugging in the tunnel? Like, but even before the game now. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I'm including before the game in the tunnel is part of the game. I mean, like a day before, two days before. Yeah, like well, in the in the city documentary. Um, Aguero says that he spends a lot of time with David De Gea. So, like, yeah, of course they get on because they're international teammates. They play together. They're not international teammates, but international teammates will get on. De Gea and Aguero play together at Madrid. Atletico Madrid, that is. So, yeah, yeah, it's different. But I think this is going to... I hope there's a bit of needle. Well, you see the, you see the spoof and... I saw the spoof Invite. menu, yeah. Uh, for the live goal players, feeling the ninth green at nine. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you know, you know on that one. Um, right, should we talk WGC? Let's go. Match play because the, the groups are out. Um, I love these events. So is it a round robin again? Yep, yeah, round robin again as far as I know. So you've got some of the groups here. Scheffler, Tom Kim, Alex Norrin, Davis, Riley. I mean, obviously Scotty Scheffler's the favourite there. John Rahm, Billy Horschel, Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Keegan Bradley, Denny McCarthy, Scott Stallings, Patrick Cantley. Brian Harmon, KH Lee, Nick Taylor. So I, I will continue, but what's important to note, there'll be some seeded players here, won't they? So mm. they won't be able to play each other at this stage. So Well, number one seed, there you go, Scotty Scheffler. And then the highest seed, from what I can see here, um, it should be 64. Where can I see it? Oh, there's 59 there. I can see 59. What are you looking for? The highest seed, Matt Kutcher, apparently. Um, so and you've got other groups no Ben Griffiths 62 64 Cam Davis Cam Davis so I've not got that that far on here I've got um, oh yeah Matt Kutcher's on here so he's with Victor Hovland Chris Kirk Siwoo Kim um, you've got Cameron Young Sepp Stracker Corey Connors Davis Thompson Tyrrell Hatton has got um, Ben Griffin Lucas Herbert and Russell Henley Um You've got Maro Carroll with Jason Day, uh, Aaron Svensson and Victor Perez. And this is a great group. Group 14, Hatton, Russell, Herbert, Griffin. Yeah, brilliant group. You've got Sunjay Im with Tommy Fleetwood, JT, Poston and Maverick McNeely. Did you see um, JT Poston's caddy's name on the back of his caddy? So um, he was playing with Justin Thomas and on the back of his top he had the other JT. Like it. <laughs> but that was good. Xander Schofield has got... Who wins? Who wins? That's a, that's a question, isn't it? Do you know what? Don't do it. No, Don't you do did this last time, and if I'd have done it last time, I'd have been right. If Scotty Scheffler is in the final, on the final day, he wins it. If he isn't, I'm going to say... Max Homer. I'm gonna go Till Hatton. Good shout. Good shout. Interesting oh. that neither has picked Ram or McElroy. Very interesting. Well, I'm trying to go outside the box. I'm trying not just to sit on parade. But interesting, that's gonna be one of the last few um WGCs because the they, they announced that they're not gonna be doing the match plays again, which I think is a terrible idea. I think the whole round robin system where everybody plays each other keeps the event longer. Because what it used to be, it used to be a straight shootout. You used to have two sides of the draw. You yeah. lose the first day. That's half an hour. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, and it's 70 grand. 75 grand it used to be just for turning up. That's fine. 
No, I mean, it's just mad amount of money. It's crazy. Because oh, yeah. I think it's like top 65 players in the world. Yeah. Um, And essentially, it used to be a straight shootout, but I think it's much better now because you get to see a lot more golf. Because you think about it, every there's at least get you guaranteed from each group four matches. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's a brilliant event. I think it's a really really good event, and it's it for me when this event comes round, the first thing I think is Masters is soon. Yeah, because it goes the players this yeah. Masters round the corner. Yeah, um, right. So we will keep you up to date on all that in next week's podcast, of course, because uh, I will be watching it this weekend because. I'm intrigued by it. Um, do you want to do Twickenham Golf Course? We'll leave that for next week. Leave that for next week. Interesting. Tech Talk, then. Let's hit it with Tech Talk. Okay, these are probably the most beautiful-looking irons. Yes, they are. Um, so, we had the Forge Tech last year, which are like that. Not a game improvement iron, but like... They're muscle-back, aren't they? Yeah, they're, like they're, they're most forgiving players' iron, is what I'd say. I'd say they're the iron for your... Five handicap to, to low tee, 13, like 15. 14. Yeah. Um, and these look pure. They put them out in black. Yes. They look nice. I'm a big fan of the of the. Black, I like the black because you've been using black heads, black shaft, black grip. Yes. I, I think it looks absolutely perfect. The only downside is, and this is what I'd say about having black clubs or any different finish on your golf clubs that are away from up. the silver. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you had the copper clubs, yeah. like Cobra done them, and... Around those ones that you use the most, like your seven iron, your eight irons, your wedges, you do get a little bit of scratching and the colour does go. Yeah. It's not like the old brilliant pings where no. that didn't go at all because the whole thing was sort of that same, the brilliant. Um, I would be interested to see if this wears, but face value, they look mega. Yeah, they look brilliant. And I am I am definitely behind the, the look of having a black head, especially with a, with a black shaft. Like those one lengths that I, I was using and... I'm obviously making redundant. Making redundant potentially if I keep hitting the the, the forge text options. Options absolutely. So so basically, I'm potentially upgrading from because they were forge tech. The black ones are forge tech to the new the new forge. Well, no, tech. no, no. So you had the forge tech one lens. One lens. Yes, you're yeah. correct. You could get them in normal as well because yes. Leach plays the normal ones. He does same as what you've got. But but the ones I'm I'm now yes, getting are the, the upgraded version yeah. of them. And I'd say they're a lot better to hit in the longer iron, so a little bit yeah. chunkier from the back and the bottom. But as you're looking down on it, they probably look look the same, which yes, is the do. beauty of the tech in them. The one thing I am going to struggle with, and the, well, I'm not sure we just need to get used to, is the short irons being shorter, yeah, not being I think, seven iron. Yeah, I, I think give me give me a round. Yeah, look at him. Give me a round on that. No, you know what I mean, though. I'll be there. Well, we'll see on Wednesday, won't we? Five holes. Night goal, five holes. Worsley Marriott, that is us on Wednesday night. And that is brought to you by, or brought to us by, Scottsdale Golf, who also sponsored this, uh, partnered with this podcast. Now, just on a side note, I think there are some some places. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning and you want to think about doing some night golf this evening and the weather's good, yeah, re- reach out to Scottsdale Golf, um, www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk. Um, head on the website, look at their Instagram, message them on Instagram, message me, and I'll put you in contact with Brad because it's going to be a great event. A few beers, a bit of food beforehand. Yeah. Um, you enter, you play five holes, and night golf will be class. It's a bit like cross-country night golf, and then a little bit of a presentation afterwards. Nothing formal, just made fun. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to Tech Talk. Scotty Cameron's new Scotty putters. Cameron's new putters I mean, that look the same as the old putters. I don't yeah, get it. I mean, the thing is, Scotty Cameron are known for making classy putters. Yes. And known for making putters that are high quality. I don't feel every year they can do something too different. I mean, they've obviously brought in the, the not multi-material, but where they had the face insert. Yeah. Um, where, where it was sort of from a diff. It was the same material, but inserted into um, the face as a different piece. But I don't feel... It sounds bad, this, but it's like a classic car. Don't change it. It's, it is what it is. People go to it because yeah. it's that classic look. It's not got all the gimmicks and all the blails and whistles on it. If it ain't broke... Don't fix it. Don't fix it. Correct. But you clearly look mint. They do, they do look mint, but I looked at them and I was like, what's different? Yeah. So, my opinion... We've, we've already, in fact, we're not going to give an opinion on Scotty's because we've already done the opinion on Scotty's. Yeah. We've done that. Time for tip of the week? No. BRD Golf Grips. Uh, BRD Golf now, Grips. Now, this... For me, at this stage... You're saying gimmick, aren't you? I knew you are going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. Gimmick. So, essentially, these BRD grips, um, they're a new grip, a family business. 
Yeah, um, Italian. Italian. They are essentially um, trying to help dampen what you feel. They're made of two materials. Now, usually a grip, Josh is looking at me like I've killed somebody here. Um, the usually a grip is one material, so one bit of rubber. These have a two layers in order to dampen it. Now, their idea is essentially people now, the idea of playing golf, you want to hit it harder, hit it longer, and it's a lot more, what you say, straining on sort of your wrists and your hands and your elbows. So they're saying that this dampens that. One thing I would say where it may have a... The idea is great. One thing I would say where it may have a good spot in the market is with the older golfer. Yeah, I'd also say, and and I've been subject to this, if you're a golfer who practices a lot, Mm -hmm. the whole idea of hitting a lot of balls on the range mat, you can actually really damage your wrist, and I've done that. So if you can get a golf club and a golf grip, which limit that, I honestly think, I know you're saying gimmick, and I know we've not, there's not much information on them right now, um, but I honestly think there's, some, there's a market for it. Would a pro use it? I think if it, they might have some on them with their practice clubs, yeah. If they're hitting a lot of mats, dampen it, I don't see why not. Interesting. Well, maybe we'll get older someone, we'll try them, maybe, yeah. if we can. Um, right, I think that wraps up Tech Talk. Now time for tip of the week. Tip of the week. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Shoot 65. <laughs> <laughs> With this tip. With this tip. So last week we had pitching, turning your right foot in. We did. Um, have you tried it? Uh, I haven't. No, well, hopefully you can try it this weekend. Maybe I can. Okay, so let's go for tip of the week this week. Now, I want to go with playing a ball above your feet. So most of us... going to go left. Yeah, well, most of us, we all practice on a flat mat. We get on the golf course, ball slightly above our feet or below our feet. We don't know what to do. Panic. Yeah. Well, let's talk ball above your feet. So essentially, there's something called face plane tilt. And this is the angle of the loft and the lie and what angle it creates. Um, it's called a compound angle, actually. Oh. How um, technical. Uh, um, essentially, ball above your feet for a right-handed golfer, the ball is going to want to go left. Yes. The ball is also going to want to move with right to left curvature because essentially it's harder to... It's easier to close the face down, yep. which is actually when I teach people who slice it, I get them to hit um, shots a ball above the feet because they learn to hit a little bit more into out. They learn not to come from the top. They learn yep. to hit it better. Yep. But essentially what I would do here is I would grip down, Choke down. Walk, yeah. walk a little bit close to it, aim a little bit right, and as best you can, try not to fall back. Try and stay in the shot. And I, this is the thing, right? The steeper the slope, don't bite off more than you can chew. So what I'm saying here is if it's really like above your feet, don't be going at it with like a five iron, six iron. Get your wedge, knock it back out and play. If it's only a little bit above your feet, use it to your advantage and maybe hit a little bit of a baby jaw. Mm-hmm. And avoid hills. Yeah, but if you play somewhere like Mac, mate, you're on the <laughs> side of a hill. I know, you've got no chance. Terrible tip from Josh. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast. As always, thank you so much for the support. Don't forget to pass the pod, share it. And uh, yeah, if you want to play some night golf and you want to see us there, um, reach out. And subscribe to Bat9 Films and Outsider Golf. I'll give you give that a plug, thanks, mate. mate. On YouTube, absolute growth incoming. Ta-ta for now. <laughs>